St. Jimmy in the Hollywood Bowl production of American Idiot. And I'm Anne Ranking as Milky White in a newly realized Fosse interpretation of Into the Woods at BAM. And this podcast won't run a week. You're my weekly musical theater podcast where we talk about musicals. That was funny. I would actually, I'd be into seeing a Fosse Into the Woods. It would be just, so weird. Just for the weirdness of it all, right? It would work, though. Yeah. Into the woods. <laughs> have you heard Justifies the Beans? Uh, yes, I have. I have the Act 1 audio saved to oh. my phone. So I've heard Justifies the Beans, which is... I've also heard our guy, Andy Carl's um, Hello Little Girl and um, Agony. And... Andy, I know you're listening. I know you're listening. Um, your wolf is a little rocker, and I don't hate it. It's just not what I'm used to, but I really like your prince. I think your prince is fucking funny. <laughs> Great. I'll, I'll send it to you if you want. Yes, please. Listen yes, to please. the whole thing. God, I can't believe it. <laughs> but the justifies the beans of it all... There's what can you say, right? Like it, it's just it just justifies the beans. It it's justified. Those beans it's are just. Fun. It's crazy. It's just if you don't know what we're talking about, Stephanie J. Block stepped into into the woods this week on Broadway. Last week. Last week. Wow, it was last week. <laughs> um, and audio from her first performance is out on the internet if you want to look for it and her what is the actual song title it's um, um it's when she does and then when the end's in sight you'll realize um yeah. if you what know is that then you go and you find it and you get it if you maybe they're magic maybe right? it's really magic yeah, yeah maybe, really maybe magic. it's really magic who knows oh and she is just clear as a bell well, it's kind of rock as it, well, like a, you said about Andy yeah, Carl, but like it's a little rocker. Justifies. Very pop, like never heard her sing like that before. No, it's Justifies. Really... And then it's very, very classic Stephanie J. Block. Yeah, <laughs> you can just just or like justifies. The beans just that fully, very full. writing on the wall. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Stephanie. Shut You're, up. Go home. You're amazing. You're amazing. Ugh. Her voice is her voice is so great. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited for her. And I'm excited for all of the other people that are rumored to be coming into this production. So like Norm uh Norbert Butts and Sherry Renee. But they're they've only ex- they found they finished their extension though. Like they're finishing up. They're don't they're no longer extending. I don't know. I feel like they've said that before. So, I don't think they've ever said that there'll be no more extensions. I don't know. They've just extended it so many times that at this point I'm like, sure, okay. Yeah. Yeah, all right, buddy. Whatever you say. I'll see you in February. Yeah, but how are you? How's your week been? 
good. We are in. Oh, excuse me, I'm tired. <laughs> um, but we are in tech for the show. We did it hard, hard drive fast. Uh, just the way and, you like it. Yeah, just the way I like it. No foreplay. And uh, it's been. I can't believe I've only been here for like two weeks. Yeah. Three I, weeks, I guess. Yeah. I was thinking about it last night. I was like, she's not been here that long at all. And they're literally it, already in tech. It feels like I've been here for two months. Yeah. It's just that like when you're moving so fast, the days all kind of. Oh my God. Melt. Well, and I come home and I'm just like so sleepy. And so I like crash immediately mm-hmm. and also just like getting used to walking in the city again and yeah um, all that stuff has been has been like a change which has not been horrible but definitely you know definitely a change okay this piece of hair <laughs> there we go um but definitely a change dancing for six hours a day on yeah. top of that like well, just a lot of cardio yeah i mean and so my body was tired <laughs> absolutely Absolutely. But, you know, it justifies the things. Ugh. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we have previews starting tomorrow. Um, I'm very excited. Um, That's so People exciting. should get their t- tickets. Yes. The three people that listen to this should get their tickets. Rachel Lynn, get your tickets. Rachel Lynn, get your tickets. Rachel Lynn, my um, friend Felicia, and I'm sure one other person, Sam, get your tickets. Yeah, so it's been um it's been a really like fruitful week, very chaotic in like all the ways we want it to be in the sense of yeah. I'm in tech and we all know what tech is like. Yeah, so I'm really great, but it's been it's just been a lot, which is beautiful. No yeah. complaints. Just tired. Yeah, a good a lot. Good a lot. Good a lot. It justifies the beans, it honestly. It justifies the beans. How are you? Um, I'm doing all right. I had my first full week of nannying this week, and that has been great. I mean, I I work for a great family, so I'm very lucky. Um, I did that. I had, um, rehearsals, um, well, a rehearsal this week for the show I'm working on called Coming Out the Musical, um, and that's really great. It's really exciting, I'm just really enjoying the intimacy work that I'm doing and it's fulfilling in a way that when I got into it, I was like, this is important work and I want to do this because I had a really bad experience and I want to use that to help me help people. But like, I really just enjoy doing it. Like, it's just fun for me. Yeah. So that's been good. Uh, there's a new game out called Dreamlight Valley, which is basically like Animal Crossing, but it's all Disney characters, and I've been playing the fuck out of it. It's great. It's super cute. I've, I've unlocked Ursula, so she's just like roaming around my little island. She'll just like pop up in a pond every now and then. She, she's my girl. She's my bestie. (laughs) Um, her and Mother Gothel are just like hanging out. Um, it's so stupid, but it's so fun. Um, and that's really what I've been doing this week. The Little Mermaid trailer? The Little Mermaid trailer. How do you feel about it? We haven't talked about it. I think it looks really good. Like, it looks yeah. beautiful. Yeah, she sounds amazing. She really does. And I was talking about this with my cast last night. 
she sounds really good like really really good and i was talking about how i'm i wish that they showed more of the song or that they didn't show that part of the song because it's the climax of the song and she does something different on the climactic note that's not in the original which is beautiful and fine but i want to see how she takes the rest of the song to see uh how that the the fact that the riff goes down and not up yeah if it justifies the beans Mm. sure because for me for my money that is a moment where she so she's physically in a cavern right yeah surrounded by this world that she's created she's looking out this extremely small hole that she cannot fit through yeah but it's just able to touch and break through the surface um so it's what is the line um right that's the part that they showed so it's her reaching breaking through like it's like a release of like of yelling like please let me get to that right yeah and so it's that's what that climactic moment is it's a breaking it's breaking free it's breaking through mm-hmm. and then she retreats to out of the sea because she can and she goes back into her cavern yeah because she knows there's no way right yeah. and i find that the riff going down isn't doesn't make sense for what yeah. I think the song is, right? So I haven't seen what Haley does with it. I've not sure. seen the whole song, what the direction is. So I, this could be wrong. Yeah. But it doesn't make sense that she riffs down because it it takes away her power in yeah. that moment. Like she's like reaching. Right. And so it should be a reach. No, I get that. And I think that's So it should criticism. be a riff up. A riff up. I think it's a criticism. But I really, really, really would like to see... If maybe she doesn't have, I, what did I say yesterday? If she it was something have like, the range to go up like that. No, 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 no. Um, I think she does. Um, or I, I shouldn't say that. I don't know that she does, but I assume that she does because it's not that high of a note. No, it's like a C natural, maybe a B flat. You know. Yeah. Um, I think it's a C natural though. Um, but you can mix that even. You know, it's whatever. But. I'm curious if the director took it as she doesn't believe that she can ever break out. Ooh, maybe. Which the riff down would be justified. Yeah. You know? So mm-hmm. it's just like, for what I know of the song, mm-hmm. it's the opposite. And it's, I'm, I am breaking free. And maybe it is a decision it within. <laughs> Like maybe it's like mid, yeah. Maybe you know, she like discovers it's like within faltering. the moment. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think there's like possibility that my <laughs> analyzation of the song um, is not justified for their production. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Um, but that's just my thought on it. And so I, I hate that we have this like two, like this like very small clip. Of a humongous moment. <laughs> yeah. No, I, that's totally fair. If Personally, my aerials, they live and die on the part of your world reprise. Oh, 
So, but it's the same moment, right? It's the same moment, but it's different. And that's why it's higher. It's that's why. Yeah, because she is like literally on top of the water at that point, and has decided that there's hope. Yeah, because that's the there's she someone. Makes the decision. She's like, I am going to pursue this. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. I don't know when. I don't know how. But I know. So- oh yeah, right. I don't know how. Yeah. But I know something's starting right now. What is it? And you'll see. Yeah. Ugh. And like Sierra Bogus, like fucking the blueprint. The blueprint. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Jodie Benson does it in the movie, though, but it's It's, not what Sierra Bogus does. No, Sierra Bogus. God, she was perfect for Ariel. Is perfect. That was really like, they couldn't have found someone better. She, yeah. It's insane. Yeah. I was really hoping they'd show Melissa McCarthy because I genuinely have no idea how she's going to look based off what that um, clip showed. Yeah. I I have no idea what it's going to look like, but I can't wait to see it. Truly, it can't, it cannot possibly be worse than the quote unquote live action Lion King movie. That movie yeah. was bad. It, it was, was bad. Bad. It was bad. Uh, Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen were really good, though. Yes, they were great. But like, but it every- was the only updated stuff. Yeah, everything else was like, yeah. So. Um, but it does look like it might be shot for shot. Which I'm or at least to. that song. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about Melissa McCarthy as Ursula? I don't know that it's the. I don't think that I would have personally put her in that role. I think she's hilarious, and I love her, and. I'm not opposed to it. I just don't think she'd be my first pick. Honestly, if I was going to put her in a role, <laughs> I would cast her as the chef. Oh, that hell Le yeah. Poisson. That's who I would cast Melissa McCarthy as. That's that's good. That's funny. But I like, really, I really like the choice of Melissa McCarthy. It's. it's I think I, she's yeah. going to be really good. I love the idea of casting like a plus sized woman in the role instead of going the drag queen route. Mm-hmm. So I'm into it. I also think that someone last night was like, well, I mean, they had to cast a star. And I was like, if you're going to cast a star, Melissa McCarthy is not who you're casting. That's not that. That's not what that is. No. Lizzo would have been, they needed to cast a star, you yeah. know? So oh. I'm like, that's not what it is. I think that this is actually really smart casting because she is such a good actress mm-hmm. and she's going to get to show a different color of herself. If the direction is taken seriously and not just like, I want you to just be funny. If they like actually take time to like ground Ursula, which is what yeah. is so appealing in my opinion about Ursula as a character, character yeah. is that she is her in like, you can see her justification in everything that she does absolutely um she is one of those villains who it's not just like mean for mean's sake she was i mean you know how much i love the character of ursula but like she is a character that had been her entire life had been ripped out from underneath her yeah banished to a dark spot of the ocean yeah and she wants to 
get revenge on those people who banished her and cast her out. Now, like, who the fuck knows what she did, right? That that's something you can have a talk with your director yeah. about. But like, I don't know, like you could totally justify like she was a queer woman and they like pushed her out. She's, like, like banished she... for a reason. Like, yeah. Right. Like, I mean, if you want I mean, if you did want to cast like a a drag queen in the role, you could justify yeah. that like conversation. A queer person. Like there are Exactly. That's the cool thing about Ursula is there's so much there's a lot of depth to her. Yeah. But um but um and but like yeah. <laughs> but she also like is and then like her humor is just it's so in service of it's confident because she knows what she wants so deeply and specifically that then she can she's just a salesman at that point. Exactly. She she knows what she brings to the table. And that's why I think Melissa McCarthy is a really good choice because I think she's going to be a good salesman. Sure. I can see that. I really liked. And I think she's confident in herself and she's sex and she can have like, she's going to be very sexy. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I am not opposed. I was, I was surprised because she would not have been my first pick. My first pick would have been Queen Latifah. I but... mean, I hear you, but I don't think Queen Latifah, something about Queen Latifah's humor is is there but not like i've never seen queen latifah be so like i'm gonna like i've never seen her go so far past a line sure while still having control yeah you know what i mean sure but she does have that like essence Mm -hmm. but i want someone that has essence but also has really really good comedic chops does that make sense? No, I, I understand what you're saying. I just, that would have been, like, my first thought and my first choice. She has done it. She did. There yeah. was that weird, like, live, live production. production that she did yeah. that everything else was kind of bad, but she was really good. I haven't seen any clips from it. My, I forgot it even happened until just now. My memory is that most of it was kind of, like, weird, but she Of course was, it was. Yeah, that sounds so weird. Yeah. Wasn't Wayne Brady Sebastian? I think so. Which I'm, like, very into. Yeah, I'm not opposed to that, um, but... David Diggs is Sebastian? Div- I'm like, Daddy Sebastian, hello? David Diggs is going to... Is going to fucking be amazing. I love David Diggs. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. I'm ex- I'm so excited, and Lynn is, like, writing a new song. Yeah. Which is gonna be great. Yeah. I'm so happy it's not, like, fucking, like, Pasek and Paul. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Like, throwing some, like, Gabby Hanna shit into a, into Aladdin. Like, what the fuck was that song? That was awful. We've talked a lot about princesses, and that feels really appropriate, because today we are going to be discussing Andrew Lloyd Webber's Cinderella. <laughs> And I just, I'm going to fully disclose, if maybe this is the first episode you're ever listening to, welcome. Um, I don't like Andrew Lloyd Webber. I have a personal vendetta against him. So this is going to be incredibly biased. So if you love Andrew Lloyd Webber, I'm so sorry. But I think it should be biased. <laughs> it should be biased anyway, because, well, never mind, we'll get into don't it. Don't worry, I'm going to get into it. So Andrew Lloyd Webber's Cinderella. Here's some trivia. So it is a musical with music by Andrew Lloyd Webber, lyrics by David Zippel, 
and book by Emerald Fennell, who is the woman who wrote the movie Promising Young Woman. Did you see Promising Young Woman? I still haven't seen it. Girl. Also, what a shame that she's I attached know. to this. I know. It's it's a shame, but I personally I'm like we all have rough we all have rough moments. So, yeah. um and I don't think that the book is the worst part. It's not great, but it's not the worst part. No, no, um, but it's not great. It's not great, but not the worst part. Um, so it was workshopped in May of 2019, starring Carrie Hope Fletcher as Cinderella, the titular Cinderella. I love her. Um, and it was originally scheduled to open on the West End in August of 2020, but we all know what happened in 2020, so it got delayed several times, and it finally began previews at 50% capacity on June 25th, 2021. And it was supposed to open on July 20th, but then on July 18th, a cast member tested positive for COVID that suspended performances, and then opening got pushed to August 18th of 2021. So that's a real bummer that someone got COVID, and then they're like, well, push it a month. Um, the show was forced to temporarily close in December of 2021, um, because of the Omicron variant that was spreading around that time. It reopened on February 3rd. Andrew, so for this entire time, Andrew Lloyd Webber was making COVID and theater and producing theater during COVID everyone's problem. Which, like, I understand, like, this is your art, this is your money, like, I, I do get that, but he, he was doing a lot. I would say maybe too much. So when it reopened on February 3rd, he gave a welcome back speech before the show. And at the end of the speech, he made a, in my opinion, poor taste of a joke and said, um, what is an anagram of Omicron and D- Delta? media control. I'm like, why would you fucking say that? You big stupid idiot. Yeah. Um it closed on June 12th of 2022, but the drama is that some of the cast and crew members who weren't present for the May 1st, 2022 matinee were not they weren't informed about the closing until the public announcement. And, like, there were people who had been cast in the show who were getting ready to go into rehearsals. And they were... I remember seeing videos of them talking about being, like, out with friends at brunch. And then getting the, like, public announcement, Cinderella is closing. <laughs> yeah, it's fucked. This industry, man. It's fucked. Well, it's like, how could you not take the time to make sure your cast knew you were... Cl- you made a press announcement, but you didn't tell your cast? Yeah. It's like, if they weren't there when you were like, cast meeting, we're closing. I can't believe it. Um, At the closing performance, Andrew Lloyd Webber didn't show up. Typical. That's right. Fucking typical. But instead, he sent a letter to be read aloud by the director, Lawrence Connor, who I think was just doing his best. I don't hold anything against anybody except for Mr. Andrew Lloyd Webber. The letter... (laughs) thanked members of the production before calling the show a, quote, costly mistake. He later said that those comments were misunderstood. How? How? My question is... You misunderstood 
that people would take that to heart. Yeah. yeah. You called the show that some of them have been working on for three years a costly mistake. You did that. You did that. I don't know what's to misunderstand. The last little bit of trivia that I have, God, I am like, I hate Lord Webber. But the last little bit of trivia that I have is that the Lord himself is, and by that I mean Lord Andrew Lloyd Webber, is <sighs> planning a Broadway production of Cinderella for the beginning of 2023. And there are rumors circulating about who is going to be playing the lead. And there's this person I see on TikTok all the time who does, like, gossip about Broadway. And, like, there have been, like, people are like, oh, it's going to be, like, a really big Broadway person, blah, blah, blah. The rumor that this gossip Broadway person on TikTok is getting the most is that Miley Cyrus is in talks to do it. <laughs> so. What? Miley is the, mm, Hey, y'all. I don't think that Miley would do that. I would be very surprised if Miley did that. One. She doesn't seem, like, kitschy to me, you know? Yeah. Not in this way. Like, I could see her doing other, like, kind of kitschy things, but not I could this. see her playing Maureen and Rent. Exactly. I could see her doing that. But I don't see her being like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna deviate completely from this rock like, I don't give a fuck about the patriarchy thing that she's doing. You know what? She's been doing for, like, the past, like, ten years yeah, like, to do Andrew Lloyd Webber's Cinderella. No. Well, she would be great in um, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Oh, my God, yeah. I would love her. Um, I can't remember that character's name, but... Um, is it, like, Yetzel? Lena Rocker Hall. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, Lena Rocker um, Hall. Yeah, what did you say though? I think is it Yetzak? Something along those lines. Yeah, she would be great as that. But the the rumors are that Miley is going to be. No Cinderella. fucking way, dude. Yeah. Also, I mean, I'm sorry. Well, I have so many issues with this show. Okay. Um, and girl. Me too. You also you cannot cast someone Thin. who looks like Miley Cyrus. Yeah. Girl, as this role, girl. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I did have I did struggle with casting Cinderella because I think she's a super specific type. Like I had one obvious idea, but then I was like, "There's got to be something else." But anyway, I also thought you were gonna say Leah Michelle for a second. <laughs> Who has COVID, by the way? Who has COVID? Yeah. And you know what? That's what that's what happens when you threaten to shit in someone's wig. Oh my god! Which, you also want to talk about some fucking drama? Yeah, which people... The the dress? The dress? The dress, yeah. Yeah. I follow um, Julie Benko on TikTok, because I think she's great. I think she's phenomenal. Um, But I'm, like, I would see, like, her post pictures or videos or whatever of her, like, bowing and, like, you know, whatever, and I was like, the dress is changing. I wonder why. Hmm. But the fact, like, it's not even subtle. It's no. not even fucking subtle. And people are arguing. They're like, well, Beanie wanted the sleeves. Like, I know. And it's like, okay, great. That was the original costume. Why are we changing the costume? So I see pe- this is what I see people arguing after that argument is squashed, right? And they go, well, I'm sure it's all about actors' comfortability. Like, I'm sure Leah Michelle 
wanted like i'm sure the actor what was felt more comfortable showing her skin and like that's why they changed it i was like what do you think costuming is because it's not that it's not what do you want to wear actor like do you think that this this is why people this is the the problem with nepotism and like the theater industry in general but like well, I'm sorry, not the theater industry in general, but the view of the theater industry mm-hmm. and why like technicians don't like actors is because everyone assumes that the actor has the say because we're like the face yeah. of the production. That's not true at all. We are like very low on the totem pole. Mm-hmm. And we just happen to be the face because props can't talk, set design can't talk, costumes can't talk, you know? Yeah. We're, they're not human beings. But yeah. like, the actor has no fucking say unless the costumer is kind enough to say, do you like this color? Or like, if you were to pick this costume, what would you wear? You know, because sometimes costumers do do that. I mean, my costumer is asking me that kind of stuff in Stranger Things. And, and that's great. Like, it's, it's very like, it's very dependent on the costumer. And at the end of the day, the costumer has the say. Yeah. So to say that like, they're changing it for the actor... That doesn't fucking happen. That's why it's a problem that it did. It's the costumer sets it and it lives that way. Yeah. Like aside from like making new versions of costumes to like fit actors as they come in, I really can't think of a time where they made this big of a change to such an integral costume. Yeah. And, and- she looks and she like um Fanny's supposed to be in her 40s at that time. Yeah. And she looks like she's early, like, late 20s at best with the new costume. I'm like, that does not make you look mature in any way. No, and it's like... You also know she's not Jewish. Yeah. I didn't know that until yesterday. Yeah, well, it's like... I that blew my mind. I, I was like, why is she playing this part? I truly I'm like, people are having this conversation about Funny Girl when it was being written. Yes. Why are we fucking do like it's absolutely ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous. Well, and why did she play Rachel Berry? <laughs> like why did she play Rachel Berry? I couldn't even begin to tell you. But it's like Leah Michelle is an incredible singer. Yeah. I will never take that away from her. She has a beautiful voice, and she sings the shit out of the role. Yeah. But what she has... Yeah, it's perfect for her voice, too. What she has in terms of, like, vocal chops, she lacks in every other area I think is integral to being Fanny Bryce. Oh, yeah. She's She's not not funny. She's not funny enough. She's not grounded enough as an actor. Like, the only time I ever saw her on Glee being truly grounded was in the devastating episode where it's all just yeah it's all just like awake basically for cory monteith and she's not even fucking acting she's just like she's just being honest because her fiance passed away exactly it's yeah no i don't i don't understand why people are so willing to forgive her for all of the things that has been pulled out that we know that she did but like she's such a good singer yeah, and? I mean, I... Go ahead. It's like, and what? Like, yeah, lots of people I, are really good singers. Yeah, I do think that people can grow and shift and change. But I also think 
we're not holding her accountable for the things that she did. Exactly. So then we can see and see the change, you know, well, like yeah. we're just like forgetting that it happened. Like what? Well, there was that New York times interview that she did where inst- it, I would have, I would have had so much more respect for her if she had taken the time in that interview to be like, I did these shitty things in the past. I did them. And, you know, I've learned a lot and I've grown a lot and I, I would not do that ever again. And I have seen like that it's a shitty fucking thing to do, but she didn't even bring it up. She didn't even talk about it. Instead, she, she, instead she fucking, oh my God. Instead she fucking was like, you know, it's really misogynistic that people say that I can't read. Yeah. If I was a man, this wouldn't happen. Yes, it would. If you were a man. Yes, it would. You probably would have done much worse based on your behavior. Yeah. So. Yeah. You're lucky that you're a woman that you didn't get literally thrown out of the industry. Yeah. Because if you were a man, you would have been thrown out of the industry. Like. How, you know, like. Yeah. You're no. skating by. Yeah. No, no, I don't no, no. know how, but you are skating by. No. Nah. Anyway. Leah Michelle. Everybody. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. But let's get into Cinderella. I feel like we're both being like, let's talk about anything else but the show, because this show is so bad. (laughs) It's so bad. It's so bad. Anyway, let's get into it. Act one. uh, The town of Belleville, France. All right. Full of beautiful inhabitants, prepares to be the awarded most attractive town for the 50th year. The queen's (sighs) beloved flawless firstborn son prince charming has died in a battle against a dragon so (laughs) this is already awful already like already what also belleville belleville france there's not a town in france called belleville that is an american town in minnesota yeah but like it's fucking stupid. It's fucking stupid. Anyway, his younger brother, Prince Sebastian, is shy and gawky. Great. The queen builds a, a memorial statue in honor of Charming in the 50th year. At the award ceremony, the statue is presented, but, oh no, it's been vandalized, causing Belleville to lose the prize and breaking their winning streak. And that's the opening song which, guess what, is called Buns and Roses. Fucking stupid. Fucking stupid. It also makes no sense. Um, I also just want to point out quickly that, um, well, we haven't met Cinderella yet, so never mind. Um, I just want the audience to uh, take note of shy and gawky is the way we described the man. Yeah. So the townspeople blame the local misfit Cinderella, a rebellious, goth, loud-mouthed maid. Okay. All right. Sure. They gag her and tie her to a tree in the woods. And I think that while that's happening, while they're in the middle of doing that, she's singing the song that everyone would know best from the show called Bad Cinderella. Which I don't I don't know if this was purposeful, but knowing Andrew Lloyd Webber, it probably was. Andrew was. 
um, quote unquote, was um, it was stolen. The there was there's a trope throughout the score, and it happens in this song where it goes something something in my and then and then the melody changes and the orchestration and the melody line sounds like in my own little corner in my own little chair like that like yeah half step down and it's Mm -hmm. very distinctive which is what this song would be in the Rodgers and Hammerstein's version. Like, it's yeah. it's the same song. It's the same, uh, like, introduction to Cinderella. Yeah. Solo introduction. And I wonder if that is purposeful. And I'm sure it is. But, like... Of course. It is so distinct that I'm like, it only takes me to in my own little corner. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you know what part I'm talking about? I, I know exactly it what you're talking It happens throughout about. the whole score. Yeah. It's distracting. <laughs> it's distracting. It's distracting. Yeah, well, it's it takes me to my, in my own little corner, and then I'm like, wow, I wish I was watching that version of Cinderella instead well, of this. <laughs> it also takes you to my in my own little corner, but it doesn't. It's not just like an essence or like a cadence. It's it's it is like why didn't it resolve in the way that it like that's what it's it does to my to ear. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, you went somewhere else. It's like, but not no. I, I yeah. It's like I wanted no. Like, just go ahead and finish the phrase and then change. Yeah, it's, it was, like, an attempt to subvert it that didn't work out. Yeah. Unless he didn't even recognize that he did it, which is worse. Honestly, yeah. Because um, then it's like, fuck off. God. Uh, Prince Sebastian, Cinderella's only childhood friend, arrives to rescue her and teases her for getting tied to a tree again. All right. <sighs> Uh, they catch up and discuss Sebastian's new status as heir to the throne and Cinderella's hard childhood after her parents' deaths. After Cinderella leaves, Sebastian reveals that he secretly loves and misses her. At home, Cinderella's vain stepsisters, Adele and Marie, quarrel and complain that Cinderella makes their lives difficult. The stepmother threatens to kick her out of the house if she causes any more trouble. All right. Okay, I don't understand what time period we're in, yeah. because some stuff feels very outdated, or outdated like it's like in the time period that Cinderella's written in, and then some stuff is like very right now, but then some stuff feels very like two thousands. Like, yeah, I just am like, where are we? I don't. It's know. a timeless classic. It's truly timeless um (laughs) cinderella hopes one day to run away from belleville but she stays because she loves sebastian though she feels unworthy of him which is like i some i don't think that makes sense at all because she sings bad cinderella and that song is like i'm like i fucking i'm a bad bitch and i like to fuck with people's shit and like it's very confident and it's like a I am song, but then she's like, but I'm not worthy of the, how did they describe him? Shy and gawky. Shy and gawky Prince Sebastian. Let's also not forget that everyone is calling her ugly and unattractive yeah. the entire show. Yeah. It's like, awful. Yeah, fuck this. It, 
It's awful, but whatever. Meanwhile, Sebastian goes to the Hunks Gymnasium for his workout. All right. In panic about the town losing the prize, the queen decides that to save the town's reputation, she's going to throw a royal ball on Saturday, inviting every girl in the kingdom. There, Sebastian must choose his bride. She dismisses his objections and compares him unfavorably to Charming, which is okay. All right. Yeah, whatever, mom. Really, just like everyone is awful. Everyone is awful. Awful. Uh, Awful. In the town square, Sebastian tells Cinderella about the royal wedding, and he's like, it's your fault because you fucked up the statue, and if you hadn't done that, then my mom wouldn't be throwing this ball, and I wouldn't have to get married. And they have an argument, but Sebastian is like, will you come to the ball? Will will you come? He's like, I want you there. Also, all these accents sound fake. They sound fake, but it's like, I know. They're in London. I know that these people are all British. (laughs) I know. Like, what? But there's, like, something about, like, an affectation that they're doing that just... It's, like, uncanny valley, but with a voice. There are no words for how much I'm, like, re- I like am rejecting this show. Just, like... It's bad. It's not good. It's not good at all. Where was I? Uh, he asks Cinderella to come to the ball, and he wonders why he can't tell... Cinderella his true feelings. Um, so he asked her. She's like, yeah, fuck off. I'm not going to the ball. She leaves. And then he sings Only You, Lonely You, which I'm personally kind of like, eh, whatever. But yeah. a lot of people online seem to like that song. I at don't the, like any song. I don't, I mean, uh, at the palace, the stepmother goes to visit the queen because they're like old friends, which I understand yeah. this is like a new retelling of cinderella which one i don't think we fucking need we have so many versions but also this is this is like a broad departure from everything everyone knows about the stepmother well if the stepmother is friends with the queen then what's the fucking point then what's the fucking point yeah i i'm also just like you're retelling cinderella you're literally changing all of it and just using their name like using the name cinderella yeah is nothing like it She's not, like, a slave to her family. No. She's She's just gothic. She's a goth girl. Which, honestly, like, that's fine. If you want your Cinderella to be goth, like, whatever. That is fine, but, like, you... Nothing justifies the beans, okay? Yeah, the beans are... They're there, but no one is justifying them. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, she goes to visit the queen, and they recall their youth, um, and the stepmother arranges for, um, Sebastian to marry one of her daughters, Adele or Marie. Soon, everyone in Belleville is going on a shopping spree in the town square to prepare for the ball. Sebastian is starting to get really popular with the local girls. This moment is kind of funny because in the song, the girls are like, yeah, like a day ago, I was repulsed by him. I thought he was gross. But now that he's like in line to be king, he's kind of hot. So hot. (laughs) It is a fun. It is funny, but like also, I don't know. Like, what the fuck are we saying about women? You know, like I don't exactly. It's like, what are we saying about women? And that is kind of the question for this whole show. Um, so he sees Cinderella, and he again is like, "Will you please come to the ball?" The stepmother suggests that Sebastian only invited her out of pity because of her dull looks. It's like, why do you believe this woman? Like this- you. 
Why did you believe her? There's no reason you should have believed her. Well, and it goes against, like, everything we know about this character where she's like, I don't give a fuck what my stepmother thinks. I don't give a fuck what the town thinks. The only person I care about is Sebastian. Yeah, I don't. So why would you fucking believe her when he's like, when she's like, he only invited you because you're an uggo. Like, whatever. Also, it doesn't make sense. It literally doesn't make sense. Later, the stepmother and stepsisters prepare for the ball. Cinderella assists them, and they mockingly insist that Sebastian could never choose her. Which is like, okay, whatever. Again, this doesn't make any sense with the character that you, Andrew Lloyd Webber and Emerald Fennell, have, like, put in place. The, like, the character that you have created at the beginning of the show is not this character at all. Cinderella is determined to go to the ball now. She visits the godmother, a plastic oh. surgeon who makes the town folk look perfect. When she literally said, this isn't magic in the song, I yeah. was like, I got to turn this off. Like, yeah, this like, is where I'm, I stopped. I'm out. This is where I, I stopped. I was like, I can't fucking do this shit. Like, this is just so bad. It's awful. And like, I don't understand. I don't understand the inclination to take like the person that is supposed to be on cinderella's side and want to like lift her up and turn them change her appearance now like that's what you turn her into is so you want to and like physically alter her because the and then be like rude to her that she's like and take the only piece of her mother from her it's like it's fucked up it's it makes up. no fucking sense. And beauty is pain, so you gotta do it. And I'm the godmother because I know fashion. Like, fuck off. What is this? It's like Andrew Lloyd Webber watched one episode of Drag Race while he was writing this, and he was like, oh. Brrr. It's like RuPaul. This is basically RuPaul to me. <laughs> I thought, I thought, like, okay, at least the godmother's gonna be fucking cool. No. Well, it's like, even in that god-awful prime cinderella with adina Menzel. at least billy porter was good yeah but uh a mess a mess yeah like i can't believe we're still talking about it (laughs) (laughs) i know and it's it goes on for so long and it's like this story should i guarantee you the show is at least an hour too long yeah In exchange for Cinderella's mother's necklace, the godmother provides a temporary cosmetic surgery makeover. Cosmetic surgery is not temporary. I mean, unless you get lip filler and Botox. Yeah, so... (laughs) Which is all she gets. (laughs) Well, but, like, she gets that, and, like, she puts on a beautiful gown and shoes made of crystal, and the godmother says that Cinderella can only bear the pain of maintaining this look until midnight bear the pain oh yeah because beauty is pain what did she say something like that but like cinderella like coming into this and being like i want to look hot oh my god i know i want to (sighs) look literally she says i want to be hot yeah i'm so confused because promising young woman is so good and i think it's such a good film about a woman and i think that emerald vanilla has beautifully crafted that story but this feels like a woman written by a written by andrew tate <laughs> like a podcast dude who's yeah oh yeah, only yeah, yeah spoke to like one woman ever in his life it's just awful uh truly 
disgusting. Um, at the ball, Prince Sebastian is annoyed by all of the girls that he's supposed to be dancing with, and he's anxious as he must choose a bride by midnight. Cinderella arrives, magnificent but unrecognized. The queen forces Sebastian to dance with her. Cinderella confesses that she's in love with him, but Sebastian tells her that he's waiting for someone. Cinderella becomes progressively more uncomfortable in her tight shoes. Because, sure. Um, the stepmother and stepsisters soon recognize her as Cinderella cannot walk in heels. Which is, like, another fucking dig at Cinderella. Yeah, like... It's another fucking dig at her. Like... It's a dig at her, and it's also just, like, fuck off. Like... What what this Cinderella needs is a friend that is not her love interest. Yeah. She needs a friend, and that per- that person should have been the fairy godmother, who's yes. like, you're beautiful just the way you fucking are. Like, put on, put on your platform docs, bitch. Let's, yeah, like, let's go borrow up to that. Let's borrow the dress that Lydia wears in Beetlejuice on Broadway. Yeah. Put you in that. Go, go dance. Go on. Go, go sneak it. You know, maybe we'll get the red one, you know, yeah. the red dress. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe we'll go I'll crazy. Scratch up. Like, that's what she needs. And she doesn't have, she truly does not have anyone on her side. No. Even Sebastian, who loves her, like, sure, he loves her, but, like... Yeah, but it's it's different to have someone on your side unconditionally. Like, well, exactly. love is unconditional. Platonically, yeah. Exactly. Ugh. Uh, the, the stepmother forces Adele to kiss Sebastian at the stroke of midnight. So she does. And the queen declares her as Sebastian's bride. Sebastian finally recognizes Cinderella, but she dismisses him, heartbroken. She rips the dress and wig off, and Sebastian is so upset that he's hurt Cinderella, and the the hunks uh, congratulate him mockingly. And he defends himself and starts to act like a prince. And it's like, this is the moment where you decide to step up? This is the moment? Okay. Well, when you when you need to step up for yourself, sure. But when you need to step up for your best friend slash woman you love, you can't do it. Yeah. All right, whatever. At home, the stepmother gloats over Adele's engagement as they prepare for the wedding. Marie is jealous. Um, and the stepmother mocks Cinderella for failing to see that Sebastian loves her. <laughs> Which, honestly, bad bitch move. It's a genre, and she is the genre. She is the genre. Because, like, just, that is very stepmother of, like, are you, you're so fucking stupid. He was literally in love with you, and you didn't even see it? I know. After total, like, total (laughs) gaslight. Like, you moron. You absolute nincompoop. Um, Cinderella despairs that she's lost her only best friend slash love. And this is why if she had another friend, she would have been, she would have had someone to be like, get your ass up and go talk to him. (laughs) Like, ugh. Ugh. I know. She starts packing her things to leave Belleville, but Marie encourages her to stop Sebastian and Adele's wedding and tell Sebastian how she feels. So she does. Um, At the wedding, when the preacher asks for objections, 
Prince Charming, everyone is delighted to see him alive. Remember him? He died in a battle against a dragon. Not yep. true. Not so. Uh, yeah, because where because like why are there dragons in the story of Cinderella? Why are there dragons in the story of and Cinderella? That's, and that's what he says when he comes up. He goes, "There's no dragons. What are you talking about? What are you talking about dragons?" He Prince Charming shows up to stop the wedding and to save his little brother. To prevent his own arranged marriage, he faked his death and has returned to marry the love of his life. He's gay and and introduces his fiance, the Duke de Violette. It's it's uh it's the guy from Legally Blonde because he's gay and European. European. Yeah, I wish that was this moment. It would make the show a lot better. Maybe in, if in, maybe instead of stealing motifs from Rogers and Hammerstein, Andrew Lloyd Webber should have been listening to Legally Blonde. I think it would have uh, given him a little more to work with. Uh, I think so. The stepmother is devastated as her plan unravels. The queen is overjoyed since the marriage will return Belleville to splendor. So what I don't understand then, if it's all fine that he's gay, which is great, that's fine, have a gay prince, I truly don't care, then why did he have to fake his death? If this was going to be a good thing, because the town won't accept him. It's like, but then are we they, really like, are we really like perpetuating this? I. But also, they what, immediately also what you're saying. Him. Well, exactly right, and like what you're saying too is like the town like is so stuck in this heteronormative, just like very white bread basic lifestyle that they're stuck in this which is fine if that's the story it's a story yeah but why are we perpetuating this narrative that people still think this way you know what i mean like i don't know i just i don't really know how to explain my thought on that but like well it's like you get what i'm getting at i get what you're saying because they're not actually villainous they're just they're just shallow (laughs) they're just shallow and it's like there could be more to it than that yeah like we also don't need another story about it no. Like why again it's like it's why are we why are we continuing to do like queer pain? Like can't we talk about queer celebration? I mean, what about queer joy? What exactly. about Exactly. If anyone from coming out is listening, that's literally a, a song. That's the act 1 finale. <laughs> what there about queer joy? It's cute. But like everyone is like immediately like, "Oh, great. Yes, gay." <laughs> Yes, gay. If RuPaul comes out, <laughs> if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you gonna love I'm anybody sorry. else? Can I Ru- get an amen? RuPaul comes up, hands Prince Charming a, a picture of himself at like four years old. He's like, what would you say to that little boy right now? <laughs> Everyone is crying. <laughs> if I wasn't left on the bus corner, <laughs> I would have left. I would have left them on the bus stop too. Oh my god! All right, so. Everyone is, like, super excited. The queen is overjoyed, and she declares that henceforth, Belleville will be the city of love. Ugh. Everyone in Belleville... It's giving, it's giving corporate pride month. <laughs> it's giving happy pride from Singular Wireless. Yes. Fully. Um, Get your Starbucks mug for yeah. pride month. Oh, my God. Happy pride from Geico Health Insurance, or Geico Insurance. Like, ugh awful 
I mean, thanks for the celebration, but, like, you're making money off of it, so. Yeah. Everyone in Belleville cheers for the new kings. Uh, as the be- wedding bells ring out, Cinderella hears the bells and thinks that Sebastian is married. Shattered. She finishes packing <gasps> and heads out of Belleville. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. At the you palace, probably have a better life somewhere else. Like, truly, why have you already done this? Truly. You need to move to a big city where your gothness will be accepted and loved. Um... And then she'll be like, I'm not special. (laughs) At the palace, Prince Charming and his new husband celebrate a lavish wedding wedding reception. But Sebastian is miserable. Marie tells him about Cinderella's plan to stop his wedding. Realizing that she plans to leave town, he decides to go after her. The stepmother accuses the queen of breaching their deal, but the queen threatens to execute the stepmother and throws her out of the palace. Yeah, this is... This is why they are not fucking friends. Yeah. This is why they're not fucking friends, because that is absolutely something the stepmother would do. I mean, like, yes. you broke our deal. And the queen's like, I'm the fucking queen. Yeah. I will I'm have you beheaded. Who do you, who do you think you're talking to? Yeah. Ma'am. Yeah. Like, listen, we can kiki, but like... <laughs> like who do you think you're talking to? I yeah. know it's not me. The literal queen of this... Literally Beyonce. Yeah. Beyonce. (laughs) Oh, oh, lights. Someone's getting fired. Have you seen that video? (laughs) So good. Oh my god. (laughs) I love that. Lights. Someone's getting fired. Oh my god. Um (laughs) I love that kind of energy. She throws the stepmother out of the palace. Um the stepmother sees sorry, Sebastian sees that the godmother has Cinderella's mother's necklace. You know, it would have been so much easier if they'd given Cinderella's mother a name. Then I wouldn't have to say Cinderella's mother. She's never had a name because she's not a real person. (gasps) Cinderella came from a tree and not a person. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I remember that. The godmother gives it to him. (laughs) All right, here you go. Uh, so easy when she had that whole song being like i steal your dreams and your dreams are a necklace from your mommy like i want to put lip filler in your lips (laughs) i don't know (laughs) you want a nose job jennifer gray i'll give it to you no one will recognize you at the ball (laughs) oh Oh, jesus oh my god oh (laughs) Yeah, she was. She probably was like, "Yeah, I tried to pawn it. It's not worth shit." Yeah, this, this is. And then, it's and the then necklace she, from the Fantastics. It's literally fucking glue and paper clips. It's glue. <laughs> she was like, "It looks like you have a dream of being a jeweler, but you can't do it. So I'm gonna take your only prototype." <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, awful. I um, want. I want her to have a godmother reprise though, where she's like, "I took it to pawn stars." <laughs> on amc and they said it wasn't worth shit so you can have it anyway i'm the godmother <laughs> and just like cutting into someone's face as they're very nip tuck yeah yeah <laughs> oh so it's like sweeney she like brings like cloth yeah. out of their cheekbones honestly that would have helped this show i think this show is so bad. This show is incredibly bad. Um, Sebastian arrives at Cinderella's home to find her crystal slippers. Luckily, Cinderella returns for the slippers so she can sell them. Sebastian, I know, Sebastian returns her necklace and tells her what happened. Why would you have not snagged those the 
first thing you did. Like, I would have grabbed those immediately. It doesn't the like, first thing in my bag. Yes, are you kidding me? You forgot that you forgot the crystal slippers, girl, that you've worn once. Yeah, I mean they're a little blood stained, but like, girl, little Adds a little grease. color. Yeah, you can get it off. Say they're. That's where the cleaning element of Cinderella comes in. Is when and she's cleaning the shoes. She's cleaning the blood out of her shoes. Sebastian returns her necklace and tells her what happened. They both realize the error of their previous decisions and sebastian decides to run away with cinderella they share a tender kiss the end whoopee that's fucking terrible it's i hate it i hate it's it really there are no words for how much i don't like this show the thing i like best about cinderella cinderella is not my favorite princess i find her pretty boring generally uh, but the she's thing- only it's the only thing her only personality trait is that she wants to fall in love yeah But, like, the thing I like best about her, and it was really brought out in the, I think it was, like, the 2015 live-action Cinderella movie, but her whole thing is, like... With Camila Cabela? Just kidding. (laughs) I know which one you're talking about. Um, the... She's all about being kind and, like, leading with kindness. Yeah. And that makes sense because she... She's kind to her stepmother and stepsisters, even though they treat her like fucking garbage. Right. She's kind to everyone, even though they treat her poorly. And, like, that, that gives her something. Right. But instead, we're given this Cinderella who is not really kind, especially in the beginning. No. Like, why, why does she vandalize the statue? Just for fun? If that's, yeah. If like, that's a Cinderella. And then... Well, and then be mad at everyone for being upset at her. Yeah. Like, why are you mad at me? Like, I'm different. I'm just like, Eddie, you wouldn't understand. You wouldn't understand me. It's uh. performative art. It's performance art. Uh, mm, yeah. No, you're being a bitch and you did something illegal. Yeah. You literally vandalized a statue of a prince that we all think died. Yeah. If I was Sebastian, I would be upset. I'd be like, that's oh my, my older brother. Who's, who's dead. 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 Like, that's not very best friend of you. And what? You drew a, a, a vibrating cock ring on him? How dare you? <laughs> Just wrote the words, I'm gay, across his forehead? Disgusting. Why would you do that? No. It's it's insane. And, like, the characterization of Cinderella changes so wildly from scene to scene to scene to scene. Is she an edgy goth girl? Or is she Cinderella who kind of just wants to fall in love? She right. can't be both. Well, she can if it was written better. But it's the way that it's written. It's like she, she's like, is she the girl who is vandalizing the statue? Or is she the girl who is in love with the younger brother? Yeah. And like, are we telling a story of independence? Or are we telling a story of you don't love yourself? So then you don't think you can fall in love? Because also... Neither of those stories are being told. Exactly. The world tells me I'm one thing, so then I just listen, right? Like, yeah. that's also not the story you're being told. No, I mean, it's... but but it, it also feels like that's the story they think they're telling, but yet she's already in love with someone who she knows loves her back. Yeah. It just makes no sense. Well, it's incredibly confusing. Yeah. Well, and he is unconventionally attractive right like he's shy and gawky and which means that life is hard for him apparently i guess um and then all of a sudden 
everyone wants him. Like he had, he didn't have to grow in any way. And he doesn't change because of that. Right. Like, which is nice. Yeah. But like, it is like, he didn't have to grow in any way. He didn't have to do anything. And the, I don't, I don't really know what I'm saying. It just, it just doesn't rub me the right way. Is no, all I'm getting at. I don't. Do you know what I'm getting? Do you know what I'm getting I, at? I, un- I understand what you're saying. I truly, I don't feel like any of the characters grow in this at all. No. They all kind of begin and end in the exact same place. And like, yeah. It, oh, I know what I was going to say. Like, he becomes attractive and she changes herself for him mm-hmm. thinking that it will be this great thing that he'll like want her now. But I'm like, he didn't change. Like, yeah. I know that there's insecurity around like now everyone thinks he's attractive, but like you guys were already in love. I, I, I just, it's a fragmented thought, but like, I'm just like it doesn't. Uh, the it doesn't crux make sense. Of this story is the Horcrux if, is the crystal shoe. Is the Horcrux is the crystal shoe. The crux of the story is if Cinderella had an additional friend. Literally, it could be the mice in the house. Oh my god! Yeah, there's no friends. Like, she does, she she has no friends. Anybody? But that's the whole point of Cinderella is that she finds friends like she has the support she has people that know who she really is yeah and like the godmother is the godmother's like i see you for who you are and i see that you're beautiful you just need to look the part to get in and that's not a matter of changing yourself like changing the way that you physically look it's a matter of here's a dress and some shoes yeah here's here's a ride yeah Here's a ride there. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't walk in those shoes. I won't let you. Yeah. Because I I need to return them back to Coles tomorrow. (laughs) I love you too much and myself too much to make you walk in those shoes. I charged this and I will not be getting interest on it. Yeah. I will be returning it tomorrow. Don't sweat too much. She truly just doesn't have anyone on her side. And it feels like the creative team who wrote this story doesn't fucking like Cinderella at all. Yeah. They don't like her. Or goth people. Yeah, they hate goth people. They hate They Sarah. have this, like, idea of what goth, like, being a goth is. Yeah. And it's not like, goth at it's, all. No, no, it's not at all. At all. Yeah. Ugh. I hate this show. I do, too. I think, I think that the, every single song is so lacking a melody that I think Andrew Lloyd Webber thought he was being creative when in reality it's just lazy. Yeah. And it sounds it sounds undone. It mm-hmm. sounds underproduced yet overproduced. Mm-hmm. And it also the emphasis on certain like the the scansion doesn't make sense within the context of most of the melodies and it it's just poorly written. It is poorly written and it's too much. It's way too much. Yeah. If this show was like a frozen burrito, it would be the outside is basically ash. It is burnt to a fucking crisp, but but the inside is still like frozen solid. Yeah. Like it's just bad. It's just a bad experience for everyone involved. And I mean, paired with the drama of what happened with the West End production, I 
I mean, I truly don't understand why anyone would want to bring this show to Broadway. I know that Andrew. I don't Weber, think it'll. I don't think it'll make it to Broadway. Like I don't think it's. If it does, it's gonna run, like two months. Like it's not gonna run. No. You know what? I'll say this bold statement. I like Escape to Margaritaville better than I like this show. I agree with you. And I because at least it. there's because at least it's fun. Yeah, at least the music is like a good time. Yeah. Like awful treatment of women in both but at least escape to margaritaville i'm listening to jimmy buffett exactly it's truly just bad and and jimmy buffett from all that i know unproblematic king i mean if there's something write us in let us know right right and it should truly could just be something i don't know about true but he just seems like he's chilling on the beach with a margarita and a cheeseburger and not really and just making money. Like, yeah, he's, minding you know? his own business, staying yeah. in his own lane, which is something Andrew Lloyd Webber doesn't know how to fucking do. Right. I would be okay if, if uh, Jimmy Buffett was the richest man alive. I'd be okay with that. Even if he didn't give to charity, I'd be okay. Because I'd be like, you're not doing anything bad with that money. You're just sitting on a beach living the same exact life as if you were dirt poor. I, you know what? <laughs> I hope that if this show comes to Broadway, I don't want them to send any real critics. I, oh, I only, do. The only person... <laughs> I want him to... The only person that I want them to review the show is Miss Patty Lapone herself. I want her review of this show. Because she doesn't like Andrew Lloyd Webber, and I just know that she would tear this shit apart. I also want to talk about the fact that why is the through line that she is like so ugly where has it ever been that cinderella is like this unattractive like like what is this what is this through line i i don't understand where that came into play and why it fucking matters and it it the first three lines of the fucking song of the opening song i was like oh oh no i'm not into this I well, don't agree with this. Why are we... Why? Why, 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 why? It's especially awful. Like, okay. In this show, you're saying that this is a town where societal expectations of beauty are the most important thing. Yeah. Okay. Great. Then why are you having the exact same standards of beauty in this show, which is a fairy tale show, as we do in real life? Because the only plus-sized person in the show is Cinderella. Everyone else, size two, Broadway body. Like, what are you saying about fat people? What are you saying about differently bodied people in general? Well, and, like, I do think, like, from what... I mean, I did not finish listening to it. I couldn't. Like, I I really couldn't. It took Um, me weeks. Yeah. And I, I do think there's something to say about, like if everyone else around you is saying one thing, but you have the self-confidence to be like, no, I'm beautiful. And then it turns a coin on them. And then they learn a lesson of like, oh my God, like we just are so uncomfortable with something that's different. Mm -hmm. But I did not hear that happening in this score in any way. Like I didn't see that listening to the first song. I was like, there's no way that's going to be the conclusion of this. And it's not. And it's not. They're just still the same assholes. And she didn't get any kind of like justification of her actions other than the person that already loved her is still loves her. And it's like, 
okay they, great but like i want to i want to hear that she is like i am i you know what i mean what what has Cin- what has cinderella learned fucking nothing she doesn't nothing. learn that like you know what she's in the same place as she was at the beginning of the show and if you want to have the what i think is a bad idea the plastic surgery godmother sure whatever she does that she comes out on the other side and was like i don't need that and then I- the godmother goes yeah i told you here's your <laughs> paperclip necklace back it's like is cinderella learning that like the beauty that she has innately is what matters and other people's opinion on her beauty doesn't matter yeah or is she like oh if i conform then the man that i love will love me and people will like me and i'll be accepted in the society that i hate and i want to leave yeah also like i feel like the godmother totally could have been a a beautiful moment of not even like like how it's been in the past of oh show up and like fit the part like go be go fit the part and like then then people will see you you know but they won't see you they'll see this version of you right Mm -hmm. which there's a lesson in that which is why cinderella is a timeless story Mm -hmm. but what to update it it could be no you're gonna stand out at the ball but you're going to stand out wearing what you want to wear. I'm a seamstress. I'm the best in town. I Tell me your vision and then I will make it. And I will, you know, like that could have been a really cool plot line. And then we could have gotten this really cool goth Cinderella. Like, yeah. Well, the So also, I why does she have to be goth? Like, can't she just be like edgy? Like, fuck off. Like, no. I don't know. I looked up the like break casting breakdown for this because i was like who the fuck i don't know who any of these people are based on listening to this so i need to see it written down and cinderella's is um outcast and social misfit doesn't conform to the expectations of a perfect society and has her own personal style great she has her own personal style awesome well then why is she dressing like everyone else for the ball yeah what they could have done is fucking have her be besties with a person who works at like a hot topic. Yeah. And she goes in and they're like, I see you and I love you in a platonic way. Like, I care deeply about you as a person and I want to help you A, learn that you're beautiful just the way that you are, and B, get your man. So yeah. here, put on this. <laughs> fucking nightmare before christmas sweater sally, yeah <laughs> sally costume and go to the ball bitch and like, your knee-high like platform boots like here's a chain i took off my car wear that as a necklace and go live your life here's some magnet jewelry that you can <laughs> just like uh-uh. put on the inside of your nose it will be uncomfortable but it'll be worth it yeah like all in all it's bad and i don't understand any of the decisions that we they made that being said, let's cast it. So I did Cinderella, Prince Sebastian, the Queen, the Stepmother, and the Godmother. Okay. I have choices for some. I just, like, literally had such a hard time listening to this that I'm like, I don't want anyone to be in this. You know? I, like I agree. And mainly because I was like, I don't want to put these actors through it. But... Exactly. <laughs> fully, fully, oh, well. fully, fully, fully. Um, so for Cinderella, our goth queen, my first thought... My initial thought was, like, Bonnie Milligan. Same. Because 
she would sing the shit out of it. I don't want to put her through this because it sounds no. awful, but I think that she could definitely sing the part. Maybe she could find something to like bring out in the script. But truly, Cinderella some comedy, this, maybe some Cinderella some in this is a Barrett Wilbert Weed type. Yeah, fully, fully. Which I aside from we her, literally put the same people. Like I'm, I can't, I can't think of anyone else. Like I was like, who else could it be? Um, because Broadway is what it is. They don't let any if you they've got the one person. Yeah. And so it's her. So Amy Jo like, Jacks. Amy Jo Jackson could be good. Um I've brought her up a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um she's uh she would be she would be good. She's a different bodied person and or a, uh I, I don't want to say different bodied. I wanna say um she's a, a bigger bodied person. And uh yeah, she would be fucking awesome. And she's edgy. Like she has like white platinum hair uh and it's super short and she's and she's like always wearing like leather like she's 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 cool you know great so i think that's my choice yeah i I also think that this could be like a a star making role like it it should be someone who is unknown truly should be but miley cyrus um there's no way that's real there i mean maybe it's like angela weber mentioned it but like i don't think that it's going to happen i don't i will be so shocked if it's also especially after he said like this has been a total waste of money like a costly mistake you're gonna so then you're gonna put miley cyrus in the lead role yeah talk about costly jesus yeah um for prince sebastian our quirky gawky and shy guy who according to the casting breakdown should have contemporary slash hip-hop dance skills and a strong pop tenor voice, I cast Anthony Ramos. Oh, great. I love that. Because I was like, who who fucking else? Yeah. Besides Anthony Ramos. No. Yeah, yeah, no. Robin Dayhouse-Seuss, but that is not the right type. Honestly, though, I wouldn't be opposed to it. No, me either. (laughs) It would be a little something different. Um, Now, these three are the only characters that I was like, you know what? You can make something out of this. So for the queen, I cast Madeline Kahn. Work. She could make something out of it. She could do it. For the stepmother, I cast Jane Krakowski. A scene with her. Jane Krakowski and Madeline Kahn. Work. Oh, oh, so oh. good. Um, and then for the godmother, my first thought was Billy Porter, and then I was like, no, we can't do Billy Porter. They literally just played it. But Bill- a Billy Porter type would be great. And then I was like, you know who else I think would be great? Anyone who has ever played Hermes in Hades Down. Or Andre de Shields, Lilius White, someone like kind of mysterious and Yeah. But I like don't... will like yell at you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I said this is the only other character I cast, if I'm being fully honest. That's and fine. I knew uh, immediately who I wanted, and it's Lucas Steele. <gasps> Ooh, yeah. And I, I and you know, if I'm putting a, like, male-bodied person into a typically female role, mm-hmm. you know that that's important casting for me. Yeah. Lucas Steele singing that song would, would be, be so good. It would be so good. And would, like, it would be justified in this, like, world of, like, a male-bodied person telling you, like, how you should look through mm-hmm. the male gaze. Exactly. The, and if literally they had... Someone 
someone just to point these things out. Maybe the show could be a little better, but unfortunately, call things me. being what they are. Yeah. Call me. I'll tell them to scrap Andrew. it. <laughs> Andrew, give us a call. Don't actually. Yeah, actually, I Andrew, if I if I was really going to sit here and tell you what I think you should do with it, I, I do think you should walk over to your kitchen, stand near the sink, look out the window, and then just drop it in the garbage beside you, and then finish your coffee because that is what you need to do with it. Yeah, Andrew, it's bad. You've made enough money. You could you should stop writing shows. That's my advice. Stop writing shows. I just can't believe that this is the same man who wrote Vita and Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah. This is the same guy who wrote Phantom of the Opera. No, but, like, even above that, though, like, Jesus Christ Superstar in Evita, like, those scores are so brilliant. How are this, how is this the same person? How is this the same person? I don't understand. And to, like, have such, such rich characters in those other shows. Like, Ava Perone is such a fucking feminist yeah. icon like mm-hmm. my god and then this is how you, i can't did you see what? the i think i sent you there's a video i think of um there's a oh in brazil a, a yes with the costume changes yes holy yes. shit but it's wild it, exactly andrew lloyd weber is getting worse with age and i don't like he look he's had some hits i won't deny it yeah but i don't think he was that great to begin with and he's just getting worse with age yeah so anyway, that's Andrew Lloyd Webber's Cinderella. <laughs> I hated it. I'm I sorry too. if this was not a fun episode for y'all, but like it wasn't a fun episode for me either. Okay. Yeah, for like, either of us. I did not like listening to this show. Mm-mm. It's bad. I really I really like when we talk about flops, but this one It's not fun. No. It's, it's not fun. It's not fun. It's not fun. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. It wasn't a fun flop. It was just kind of a sad flop. But, you know, maybe Andrew Lloyd Webber will leave his flop era, give us something decent. I don't think so, but, you know, who knows? Probably not. Um, so our next episode is going to be not a flop, but a slay. It's going to be so good. It is by my favorite, Mr. Mr. Sondheim himself. We're talking about Follies. Yeah. Ugh. And uh, that's going to be a really great palate cleanser, I think. Yeah. From this, because... The coffee cup, I think about you. This has been exhausting emotionally. Yeah. <laughs> to prepare for, because I'm like, this is so bad. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, But that's going to be out when it's out. You guys know the schedule by now. So, until then, look for all the information. You can get tickets for Stranger Things below. You can get tickets for coming out below. They're all going to be there, and it's going to be great. So, until then, we'll see you later. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to This Podcast Won't Run a Week. If you'd like to support us, be sure to rate, review, follow, like, and subscribe wherever you listen. If you're interested in additional very cool content, you can head over to patreon.com slash thispodcastwon'trunaweek. You can check out all of our social media information as well as performance links in the description of this episode. Thanks for listening. We love you lots. Goodbye.